You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to Art Smart from Who Arted. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. Whether you're an artist or an art lover, I am here to help you be a more thoughtful creator and consumer of the visual arts. I don't know, does that sound pretentious enough? Today we're going to focus on balance. Now, most people who are not me seldom fall down. They tend to be stable because they have a sense of balance. Being able to balance is about distributing your weight in a way that keeps you stable. In a work of art, balance is all about distributing or spreading out the various elements that have visual weight. Now, when we talk about visual weight, I often think about the connection between mass and gravity. Things that have visual weight tend to draw the viewer's attention. They sort of just suck you into those areas. The more visual weight it has, the more it's going to pull the viewer's attention towards it. An artist might consider different strategies and different types of balance depending on the goals of the piece. Two basic approaches to balance are symmetrical and asymmetrical. Now, symmetrical balance is generally defined as one side being the mirror image of the other. The line that could split a work into two even pieces, basically the line where that mirror would go to make those two mirrored sides, that line is called the axis of symmetry. Now, most often we talk about symmetry as one side perfectly mirroring the other, but artists are always prone to bending, if not outright breaking the rules. This seems to be particularly true in the use of language to describe the arts, which is probably why so many artist statements will feature conjugated nouns. A work of art can be considered to have symmetrical balance if elements of equal weight are distributed evenly even if they are not strictly identical. For example, I might paint a picture of a puppy on the left side of the canvas and a kitten of equal size, value, color, intensity on the right side. Even though the puppy and kitten are not the same, one is adorable and cuddly, while the other thinks of nothing but murder, for the purposes of balancing the composition, these two opposite animals are equal. Symmetrical balance tends to be very visually pleasing. The even distribution tends to make the composition feel stable. Things feel resolved and visually satisfying. This is even more the case with radial symmetry, in which there are multiple axes of symmetry. If something has radial symmetry, or sometimes referred to as radial balance, it's symmetrical left to right, top to bottom, and on the diagonals. To get a better understanding of symmetry and radial symmetry, you might look at M.C. Escher's tessellations, Rangoli designs from India, or the elaborate tessellations created by numerous Islamic artists throughout the ages. As I said previously, though, in addition to symmetrical balance, there's also the broad category of asymmetrical balance. Asymmetrical balance is not symmetrical. That A before something means not. The weight is not evenly distributed. Having things off-center with visual weight concentrated in one area creates emphasis, drawing the attention to that certain focal point. Asymmetry also helps to make a composition more active and dynamic because things are uneven, making it seem less stable. 
I remember as a young art student, one of the first compositional guidelines I was taught in my photo and video classes was the rule of thirds. The rule of thirds requires you to imagine a composition divided into thirds horizontally and vertically. Of course, modern technology does help us to visualize this compositional guideline because most modern devices, um, modern cameras, including the cameras on smartphones and tablets, do have settings that will put a grid over the viewfinder. Basically, just imagine a tic-tac-toe grid or a hashtag across your composition. Rather than placing the focal point in the center square, we get a better composition if key elements are on the lines, and particularly at the spot where the lines intersect. I don't want a person's face right in the center. I want their face to be at one of the spots where those grid lines cross each other. I place the horizon line at or near those grid lines about one-third of the way from the bottom or the top edge of my picture. Because things are uneven, it feels less settled, or to phrase it in a more positive way, it seems more active and engaging. When we use the rule of thirds, it's also generally good to have the subject looking into the frame. Basically, if the subject of my photo is my puppy, because puppies are awesome, I might place him to the left of center in the frame, but not if he's looking off to the left. The viewer will want to see what he's looking at, so I'll try to arrange my composition with my puppy on the left and to the right of the center, I might have a secondary focal point showing the bone or the bowl of kibble that the dog is focused on. There's something on the left and the right, but it remains asymmetrical balance because the puppy is the primary focal point with more weight than the treat the puppy's fixated on. Setting the scene this way implies a narrative suggesting to the viewer that what they are seeing is not the resting state. The dog has a plan. He knows what he wants and he's going for it. And the asymmetrical composition helps us to see that story about to unfold. To see asymmetrical balance in a famous work of art, you might look at The Great Wave Off of Kanagawa by Katsushika Hokusai. In that piece, there's a giant tsunami wave towering over everything. The tsunami wave is the primary focal point. It is enormous and has the most visual weight. It's also off-center roughly one-third of the way from the left side of the composition. To the right of the wave, the majority of the composition is showing us smaller things that are in the path of the giant tsunami. We see a few small boats and smaller waves that provide balance as an echo of the movement of the great wave. Just as in my hypothetical dog composition, the great wave off Kanagawa shows us the subject in the moment, but it lets the viewer see where it's headed in the moments after. And that's why asymmetrical balance is so often utilized when artists want to show action or a story unfolding. Now, I hope this episode was helpful for you to understand the design principle of balance. And if you found it enjoyable, please help me spread the word of this podcast. Follow and rate it on your favorite podcast app. Please, let's have an asymmetrical balance of the ratings. Let's have it all weighted towards the five-star reviews. Or don't. I don't care. I'm not making money from this.
Thanks for listening. If you found this tolerable, please do me a favor. Follow and rate the show on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to find more, you can check out my other podcast, Who Arted, available for free wherever you listen, and the website, whoartedpodcast.com.